R E A R E A R E A R E A Audio Reemployability. This week, we're going to start a series on leadership with Bill Edson, owner of Guide On Strategies, a Tampa-based leadership training organization. What we hope you'll come away with is a sense that you don't have to have a leadership title in order to be a leader. Leadership skills will make you better at everything you do, at work, in the community, and at home. So let's jump right in. So Bill, thanks so much for taking time out of your super, super busy day to to record this podcast with us. I know we've tried to do this a couple of times and, and you're a busy guy uh, with uh, with the new um, business that, that you've started called Guide On Strategies. Um, before we get into Guide On Strategies and what we're going to talk about in this podcast, it's really, really important to set your backstory. So can you share with me... Um, how did you get to where you are right now? Sure. Well, first, thanks for having me on. It's really an honor just to be um, to be a part of what you're doing too. And you know, it's it's always funny when I get asked to do something like this because um, you know, you I, I don't necessarily feel that I'm all that worthy to be a part of something like this because uh, you know I want to do a good job for you and and but it's just an honor anyway. So where do I start? I've been doing this a long time. I think the best place to start is, you know, if, if we're here to talk about leadership, I really learned, I think, what being a leader was at a young age. When I was 19 years old, I learned that I was going to be a dad. Now, I was in my first year of college, and it was at that point where I realized that I was no longer going to be number one on my own priority list. And when you come right down to it, when you realize that it's really the first big step into being a leader is that it's not really about you, although it takes you to do it. So, um, you know, so from that point, I left college and I joined the army and I did that because it was my responsibility to raise a young family and um, and I needed a means to do that. And I wanted a, uh, a meaningful way that I could raise my young family. So I joined the military and I joined in um, as a medical, uh, part of the medical corps. I was, um, I was, I joined as an enlisted man and I was actually a surgical assistant to begin with. I had, I had a couple of different choices when I, when I joined and um, one was to work in the veterinary corps. One was to just go in as infantry and one was to go in and be a surgical assistant none of which I really ever intended on doing, but I just thought, well, you know what? If I go in and, and I learn a trade as a surgical assistant, it actually might be something marketable if I don't decide to stay in the military. So it was kind of a fascinating thought to do, and so I did it. From there, I, I spent 18 years as a, what was called an operating room specialist and did some really cool things in the military and then transitioned out of active duty, went into reserves for some years, stayed, um, stay involved and then my last seven years I went into the Army National Guard and changed my um, my job description to combat medic as a surgical assistant I was getting to a point where I was doing a lot of desk work and I didn't I wanted the I wanted to be with those who I was taking care of and not really be so administrative it's not that I didn't want to take on the responsibility of it but my purpose was changing to be more of a transactional 
role, which which isn't as meaningful as actually having that human connection, that human contact, because that's where it all happens. And so I, I changed uh, my job description, went back to training and got my combat medic designator and finished my career in the field in a um, in an armor battalion, which ended up getting deployed to Iraq. Um, and we kind of took the role of a light infantry battalion and we went into Ramadi, Iraq, Iraq with the Marines 2005 and 2006 and started the liberation of that city. It was just a very profound way that I learned a lot about myself. I really started to understand what leadership was about. It was in a higher non-commissioned officer role um, and just really kind of started paying attention to the science of leading people um, through all, you know, through all that. Came out and 20 something years after I left college, I went back to school and got a few degrees and um, two of which were leadership based. I started, you know, following the path of being a professional uh, leader a profession in, in executive leadership or in leadership roles that, that were uh, more professional in nature. At the same time, I have been coaching athletics for some time and have applied many of leadership principles without even knowing it. And so as I'm learning for, you know, and being credentialed in, in leadership, realize oh, I already know a lot of this stuff. And so it's just validating what I was doing naturally to a point where I can now, you know, could now apply them even more deliberately and more effectively. So I've just kind of, I guess, evolved into this leadership geek that, that um, loves to do things um, at a level that's, that's greater than myself with a sense of purpose and impact others so that we can just make this place a better place where we live. So, so that's, you know, that's kind of the, my background story in a nutshell. There's a lot of really interesting adventures along the way, but I don't think we have enough time to go into all of those. One of these days, I want to hear them all. I bet they're amazing. We, we wanted to have you on because, um, as we talked about prior to starting to record, so this, this podcast uh, caters towards folks in the, um, in, in the workers' comp world, risk managers, um, uh, account managers, um, people that uh, are working with injured workers all the time. Not necessarily people that have titles of leaders. Um, these are people that are in the trenches day after day, trying to do their very best for their company, for their families, for themselves. And I wanted to have you on because you impressed me when we've spoken previously about how just because you don't have a leadership title in what you do, um, you're, you're still a leader. We're all leaders in our own special way. And I think there's things that you've learned through your experience uh, in the military and now as uh, the owner of, of Guide on Strategies, how to help people who may not necessarily think of themselves as leaders to be, to, to, to be better at leadership. So tell us a little bit about Guide on Strategies, your company, and, and some of the folks that you have been coaching. And then, and then we'll talk a little bit about some of the strategies that you can help people implement who may not necessarily have leadership titles. Sure. So I've always, um, you know, I've always been in a professional role one way or the other, which has been, you know, a, a, a typical deliberate role 
in function of task um, based on job description or need of an organization. And um, I really earned to have the flexibility to make a greater impact um, by being more available as opposed to just applying skill sets within the, the realm of whatever that workplace was. And I love athletics coaching and I'm very good at it because I've had so many years of providing um, leadership influence within that venue. I really felt like I was equipped and had the experience in credentialing to offer similar, I guess, instruction and guidance and direction and inspiration to those who want to make themselves better leaders um, or just make help themselves become more productive. So I looked at um, being a, you know, being a leadership coach essentially. And so uh, I came up with the plan to create my own business that would offer such services. And so I started Guide On Strategies, but I, I did it with, with the idea that I didn't wanna have to reinvent things. There's so many great tools and um, tactics out there to provide um, leadership development that I wanted to partner with someone that something or someone that already existed. And so I, I, um, I found Leadership Management International, which is a Fortune 500 um, franchise service that provides leadership development, has since 1966, that have proven um, programs and um, processes that help people develop themselves personally and professionally. And it was a perfect match for us. So, um, so I became affiliated with them and I offer, the, um, I offer uh, several different programs um, that help people develop uh, and to be more productive people really. Because when you talk, when you really talk about leaders and, and leadership development, what you're really talking about is developing people at a personal level. Mm-hmm. Because you can't lead others until you lead yourself to a point where you can be, you know, effective for others. Because what is leadership anyway? Leadership is is not managing managing people. It's not bossing people around. I think people think of that particularly with when there's a title involved. What it really is is influencing others around you, making an impact around you. And within an organizational um, structure, it's actually making an impact or influence towards a common goal or objective or mission. But when it's with yourself, it can still be the same, but it's really is based about creating goals that are are gonna help you be a more productive person. So yes, everyone's a leader because in essence, you have to lead yourself, you know, out of the situation or within the situation that you're in now. Becoming more productive, becoming more successful gives you more impact and allows you to grow and go forward no matter what your situation is. So that's my idea with Guide on Strategies is that it's not just for business leaders. It's not just for those with titles. It's for anyone who wants to be in a position to grow, lead themselves um, to go further. And with the, with the big picture mission to leave this world a better place than how we found it. And if we all can do our little part in it, then then we can succeed at that. So in the few minutes that we have left for this kind of introduction segment of our of our conversation, so I you know, the, the past 18, 19 months through throughout COVID has uh, I, I think really put a lot of stress on a lot of people. And I think sometimes well, I don't think, I know, it, it's not necessarily stress that 
everybody's walking around with feeling, but I, but it's, it impacts everybody. And being able to lead yourself uh, in all these different situations takes some strategy and it takes some intention to be able to, to push your way through. Can you just kind of tease uh, a couple of things that you're hearing from people that you're talking to as you're uh, you know developing your strategies and talking to people about strategies? What are some of the issues that people are coming to you now with that maybe they didn't have a year ago, right? I mean, we're, we're almost two years into this, um, into this pandemic. And, and it, it's like it's been a, a roller coaster up and down. What are some of the things that you're hearing? And, and then next time we talk, we'll talk a little bit about some of the solutions that you've been able to provide to people. I mean, there's several things that that are happening because of uh, because of COVID uh, in that whole circumstance. I think one thing is that although there's been the isolation has been a problem, people are 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 uh, have been disconnected in a human way. Although connection has improved, ironically, through the digital means, it is much more effective for people to talk that way. But the connection of others, and so because of that. It's been hard for uh, for for those to kind of gain traction. And part another thing that has happened is because of the isolation, because many people have lost their positions, and myself included. I, I lost one of my positions. Um, I was furloughed and never got my position back. And so I I was forced to 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 come up with you know a, a personal solution on how I was going to keep moving forward. But others are still struggling with that. And part of that is they've lost a sense of purpose. And why am I, you know, what am I meant to do? How can I do it better? How can I regain that momentum that I felt that I had? You know, how can I lead myself out of uh, out of this place that I now have been put into? To everything has seemingly been taken away from me. And how can I regain some traction moving forward? That's all about taking a step back, looking at yourself and setting some smart goals meaning specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-based goals that will allow me to move forward with a sense of purpose and um, intention, right? And so that's kind of what I will help, would help people with. But that's, you know, I think there's just a lot of wheels spinning right now. Um, And although people are starting to come back into it, there are still so many who aren't. But it is, is, you know, I've, I've been told and I've heard um, people say that no matter the circumstance, there's always opportunity within it. So you have to kind of realize that you you actually do have an opportunity to lead yourself and, and to move yourself ahead and use that an opportunity to you know regain some momentum or start some new momentum in a different direction. So I kind of like to try to look at things in a positive way on things and, and then you know help others you know, move along too. You know, Bill, I think what we'll do uh, in the next part next week is we'll do a, uh, a give you a scenario, a, a real life scenario of someone who may be listening to this podcast right now and, and see if you can help coach through that. Uh, I think that'll be kind of fun. Is that all right? Yeah, let's try it. All right. All right. Well, then we will talk to you next week. Thanks for the intro, Bill. And uh, I appreciate your time and uh, we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to REA Audio. If you have any comments or suggestions for an upcoming episode, please, please, please let us know. You can email Todd at reemployability.com. 
Also, please follow REA Audio on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out more content, including webinars, at listentorea.com. Now, next week, we're going to jump into a real-life scenario with Bill to see how leadership training can help improve a person's well-being. Also, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and we're planning a special episode that'll highlight some folks that are giving above and beyond to help women affected by this reality. We hope you'll keep on the lookout for that. Until then, have an awesome week.